0: Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. It's Harley here with your uh, regular scheduled programming. Uh, there's going to be a lot of work on this. Of course, this is a work in progress. I just want to say hi to everyone who's uh, who's given it a listen. We're going to do a little politics today just with everything going on. We're going to cover some uh, some North American topics with everything going on in the U.S. And, uh <clears throat> and some nightmares up in Canada. So um, before I get started, I just want to uh, give a big plug to my uh, supplier here for the uh, podcast service, Anchor Podcast, uh, on the app for Android and iOS as well as Anchor.fm. Uh, I'm using uh, the Anchor.fm uh, app, well, not app, but uh, website right now to do this, but I plan on doing them on my uh, my Android as well. Um, fantastic service it's a completely free service they're all about democratizing the uh the web and podcasts and putting the word out there so uh anchor.fm or the anchor ipad ipod um pardon me uh, ios or android app and on with the show <clears throat> so uh, the iowa caucus is coming up and um i guess with everything going on in the u.s the hot topics are um Impeachment uh, which seems to be a non-starter and has been from the start from the beginning as well as the uh, Iowa caucus and uh, the Democrats showings here and what's happening with the Democratic Party in the US once again Uh, You know in 2016 we saw um, Bernie Sanders and I'm not going to get into all the crap with uh, what Elizabeth Warren tried to slam Bernie with and all the BS that followed that about him being a sexist, because we do know that Bernie tried to get Elizabeth Warren to run in 2016 and she refused. And only after that, that he decided that people wanted a progressive candidate with the values that he held. He went and ran on his own. So um, he's doing that again. And um, having a, uh, a little bit of success with it, it seems, as the majority of uh, the polls are showing that that Bernie's in the lead, no matter where you're looking. So um, <clears throat> they are they're actively trying, uh, near attendants of the world, and the Jennifer Rubens, and of course the right, and um, you know the ilk in the DNC, which is a, a laughable joke, ghost ship of a party, uh, are trying to uh, close down Bernie now because. The bottom line is this. Bernie Sanders represents what the people want. Um, and, and if you don't believe that he's doing what's in your best interest, you're not fully aware of what Bernie Sanders represents. Don't be fooled by socialism, bad, uh, big government, bad crap. Um, I've I've lived in Canada and, uh, and, and still have affiliations. And I can tell you that... Um, the Canadian socialist system works fantastic. Uh, the, the healthcare system is second, well, it's not second to none, but it is very good. You know, you can, um, prescriptions are, I myself have picked up prescription $900 where I have paid $7. Uh, after all, all is covered. Um, MRIs are covered. You know, your doctor's visits are covered. I've had, uh, my wife had um, had children in, in the Canadian system. Uh, I've had uh, severe, well, not severe, but I've had medical issues in the system and ambulance rides and everything else. And I've never come out with a cent ever, ever, ever to pay for anything, but my prescriptions. So, um, are there situations where you can, uh, bypass that system perhaps? And, you know, you've heard that you can buy yourself an MRI if you need one and sure you can, of course you can, you can buy anything if you want it, but, um, there's no need for it, really. I've never found a need for it. So, um, yeah, people people in the America in America, I don't think understand that you can have fair and equal wages. You can have a, a Medicare for all system that covers everyone, and the money is already there. You know, uh, the money that the, the, the system and Bernie Sanders' model has proved it that it would save trillions of dollars, not cost any more. It already cost America trillions and trillion was it? 30 36 trillion or something in that range uh, right now for the American healthcare system that doesn't take care of anyone where you get half a million people a year that are that are going bankrupt because they owe severe medical bills or you get people that are simply dying because they don't have proper coverage that's no way to run a country the richest country in the history of the world and that this is what happens Uh, you know you've got a military budget that's 10 times the size of anything that's ever existed on the history of the planet. And all let's face it, America does nothing but invade other countries and impose their will on other countries with that military budget. They're not a defense country, they're an offense country. So it's time to change things like that. It's time to stop putting American citizens and, and, and their military at risk for the gains of, of the shareholders of the military industrial complex. It's time to take care of their people and give everyone the right to Medicare for all. It, it's it's just time for America to be a better country. And, um, and I think that that's something that Bernie Sanders definitely brings to the table. People are seeing that for the first time. Are they skeptical? Sure they are, because they haven't seen it in decades. So um, I'm looking forward to Bernie absolutely wiping out here. Uh, I've got some... Personal opinions on uh, on a choice of VP. I've taken it even that far. Um, my choice for Bernie's VP. And this being said, that uh, it's been touted that uh, a Tulsi Gabbard or even an Elizabeth Warren at one time, before all this uh, Bernie's Bernie's a sexist thing ever came to light, was uh, was Liz Warren, which I a thousand percent disagree with, because I mean where Liz Warren has stood, has stood strong with, um, uh, uh, you know, financial issues and, and fighting the big banks. She's also taken their money and, um, you know, she, she, she's, she said she'd use some of that money, uh, to, um, to campaign with. And, um, sorry, I'm just adjusting my chair here, but, um, I, I hard pass on Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I trust her as far as I could throw her, maybe not even that far. Uh, you know, she's she's backed off on Medicare for all. She's lied consistently through her career, whether it's on her heritage, uh, whether it's on, uh, you know, items that pertain to her education uh, or uh, even some of these political matters that you know she's she's blatantly lying on. That's not somebody I want as a VP. No, my choice for VP is Nina Turner. And uh, my reasoning is simple. I think that Nina's absolutely full of fire. Uh, she's she's a she's a dedicated human being. She she serves the people. She's she's Bernie Sanders. Um, you know she she completely echoes everything that he that he thinks. I think the values are the same. I think I don't think you could get a better fighter. Um, you know she would be a, a true vice president where you know she would she would take matters and and run with them and and really get some results so uh, that that Nina Turner would be my choice for um for Bernie Sanders vice president I've been uh, running with the hashtag uh Sanders Turner 2020 which I'll continue to promote uh but yeah so uh, the Coxes are tonight um we'll see some of the uh some of the backers for Bernie, and I'm sure there's there's uh, an absolute beehive of activity uh, going on over the last, I know there has been over the last few days, so I'm sure that's going to continue uh, through the caucuses. You, the interesting thing for me is to see the diversity of people. You know, uh, I think that white males are one of the lowest um, demographics in Bernie's support group. Uh, a lot of people of color, um, you know, and a lot of women which tells me a lot. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to see that, you know, disenfranchised groups like that feel that he's going to help them, you know, and, and that means everything, you know, if these groups really, in my opinion, need to see a light at the end of the tunnel that they haven't seen in, in forever, you know, um, if if you're if you're a person of color in the in America right now, there's and I mean in Canada it's the same. There's so much racism in Canada. It's a little more um, undercover, I guess, but it is definitely there. Yes, cat, I know you're here. And um, in the states, it's 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 kept people out of jobs. It's kept people out of. It, it's gotten people killed. It gets you know, these ridiculous emergency phone calls for, you know, a black man barbecuing or or a a black man delivering for UPS and, and just head turning ridiculousness like that. Just, I don't know. It's just, it's, there's a sickening mindset. So that needs to change. That's going to be a culture change. It's going to take a long time, but, but to see groups of people like you know people of color and and, and women's groups, LGBTQ groups as well, back back Bernie and um, in the hopes that they'll be invited to the table. It sounds so ridiculous to say it, but you know, it, it they may get the, the the rights that they should have had back initially. Gee, isn't that wonderful that in the year 2020, we may give LGBTQ groups, women and people of color some more rights or some rights at all. <laughs> you know, it's 2020, man. We, we pat ourselves on the ass for being forward thinking society. You know, we're launching rockets and, and we're moving into electric cars and we're oh, we're so great. Yet we can't look at people across. You know, we 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 pat ourselves on the ass for being forward thinkers, and we cross the street when we see somebody coming that we don't like. So it, that's that's just kind of where I sit on the topic. It's it's just gross. So anyway, I, I, I'm really hoping that happens. America can be a better place. I've had some incredible. Uh, I mean, in the last couple of years in my travels through the U.S. I've had some incredible interactions and, and, you know, I mean, going to places like, um, Las Vegas and, uh, Texas interesting and Miami, uh, Michigan, Minnesota, you know, uh, places like that, that, that have just, you meet all kinds of different people, whether they're, you know, employees in, in a store you're walking into or a restaurant or or people in a business meeting. And I meet people from all over the world. And it's just such an interesting, interesting place. And then you meet that one person. You know, for me, there's this one guy that sticks out that, that I got stuck in meetings with. And he does, he just, just doesn't like anyone. A huge Donald Trump supporter. Couldn't say a, a bad thing about Trump it really bothered him because I'm very vocal about what I think of Trump and that he couldn't get past that, you know. Uh, and I mean, that's the typical Trump voter, it's not a matter of what you think is what you think. And I mean, if somebody came to me and said Bernie's XYZ, I don't like him because blah blah blah, I mean, I can say, you know, what you're saying is incorrect, and here's a fact to prove otherwise but i'm not going to get in your face and get angry about the fact that you perhaps don't love the same the same person that i love so you know we're going to have different views and and that's what it is and all i can do is you know as as johnny on the street is um you know talk to you about what i see as positives and if you don't see those as positives then we obviously are misaligned on our values so Anyway, um, that happens this week. Um, John Delaney uh, pulled out, which big deal. John Delaney brought nothing to the table anyway. Um, You know, where Andrew Yang, which I saw Andrew Yang's jumping off a chair trick on the weekend, which I thought was his comment was kind of sickening about, um, you know, let's see Sanders do that. Like, okay, Sanders is older than you. So it's kind of an asshat thing to say. Nice shot at his age, but he's also far more popular than you. And, you know, I think that uh, to be honest with you, Andrew Yang, I think that people getting Medicare for all would be far, far more beneficial than giving them $1,000 a month. You know, if you were to give me $12,000 a month and say I'm taking away your health care, I tell you to kiss my rear end. You know, there's there's no way that that's compensation. Do I think that uh, that a guaranteed basic income has merit? Sure, it does. Uh, and this on the same level that I think that homes for everyone has merit. You know, I mean, why do we let people live outside and die when we know it would be cheaper to take care of them uh, on a health care basis as well as give them homes? How many empty homes are in the U.S. or anywhere? Take, take a look around you. Take a look in uh, in Canada. How many empty homes are around when you have a homeless situation? I can go to major Calgary, for instance. Calgary has a, a homeless issue and they have empty homes. Why don't these homes get purchased by the province or by the by the municipality itself and used to take care of homeless people. You know, there are benefits and there are things that you're gonna have to do. Certainly there's gonna be costs associated, but it's proven in situations in other countries that if you do things like that and give these people healthcare, there'll be less of a burden on the system and your costs actually go down and you're doing the right thing. You know, you're taking care of people who, because of, typically because of previously bad government decisions, whether that affected their employment or whether that infected affected the fact that they got hooked on opioids and ended up on the street, you know, that, that, that's a huge thing. How many people in America live on the street because they have such massive debt because of either student loan debt, which shouldn't exist, or medical debt that they can't afford anything or they've lost everything, you know, Empathy is alive and well, folks. It's just kind of wearing sunglasses and a raincoat and it's hiding. You know, we, we have to take care of people. I I had a friend once say to me years and years ago, and it, it, it didn't click until later, that the only way that the people of this planet would come together is if an outside force invaded them. And I still believe that to be true when I, you know, you look at the places like Bolivia, Venezuela, uh, you know, I mean, take for America's sake who does Donald Trump like Rich white men he's not a big fan of women certainly not women in power he's uh, he's not a fan of people in color we are people of color we know that he he doesn't like this guy got elected by the people that that for the most part that felt that he was going to give them what they needed because that's what he promised them you know. He ran on one thing, and he he got elected on on it. And he didn't do any of it. He turned on them. He he didn't do anything about healthcare. He didn't bring any of the soldiers home. He didn't help them get their jobs back. He cost more jobs. You know, the carrier plant is is pretty much indicative of of what the Trump gov- Trump government represents. You know, they gave them a massive tax break, uh, the carrier company. They lost some of the jobs, not a bunch of them. And then shortly after, they got all their money. They tossed all the jobs to Mexico. So, you know, Trump, Trump doesn't care about that. Did, did you donate to his campaign? It's all that matters. You're getting stood up for. So, um, yeah, that's that's a, a touch of it in America. November is going to be very interesting to see how the, uh, the election goes in November. But, um, yeah, uh, Canada's got uh, Trudeau as a, a minority government uh, federally and uh, a few... Um, What do you call them? A few flies in the ointment, I guess, uh, provincially with uh, uh, Ford in Ontario running a conservative government there who is, well, and, and uh, I'll talk to Kenny in, in Alberta as well. Uh, Ford in Ontario was elected after Catherine Wynne was the uh, liberal contender. Uh, the province went into massive debt under Catherine Wynne. There's no doubt about it. Ford came out as the populist candidate, a la Trump. I'm I'm your savior. I can do this, I can do that, uh, I'll, I'll balance the budget. You know, they've the, the liberals did this to you, and the liberals did that to you, and we're gonna fix it. And of course, he comes in and he does the Ralph Klein in Alberta years ago, right? He starts cutting health care and public services and social programs and teaching and education. And he's he has no respect for the unions or for the for the for the um workers at all um you know he's the he became instantly what within a year the least popular uh premier uh in a, a long time if not history down there and then we got jason Kenney in alberta who was elected under the ucp after the ndp and a little bit of history of alberta alberta has always been for 40 plus years uh a, a conservative province um when I was young, Peter Lougheed was the premier. <clears throat> and then we went through, um, you know, we went through some changes and we went through Ralph Klein, who uh, I know a lot of people call him King Ralph. Ralph Klein was a terrible. He, he decimated Alberta in a whole other way. He privatized a bunch of businesses, ALCB, DMV, things of that nature, and um, basically cut government jobs like wild, whether they be healthcare teachers, got drunk and walked into uh, shelters and spat in the floor and told people to get jobs. Ralph was not a, not a nice person. Uh, at the end of it, after he had slashed and burned and cut a bunch of positions, he held up a big sign that paid off the debt that, you know, debt free. Yeah. Well on whose back, you know, it wasn't done responsibly, but it was done. <clears throat> and um, you know, it's like, I always put it akin to uh to a forest fire you got a forest fire, burn down every tree you'll you won't have any more forest fires and that's kind of what ralph klein did and we've got Jay. we we spent some time after that at the conservative stayed in power uh Ed Stelmack, a farmer took over uh, allison redford um uh she took over and wasted a ton of money she liked she wanted to build an apartment on top of the legislature for her daughter. Uh, She took trips from the Olympics down to Africa that cost tens of thousands of dollars, and it was just a, it was a farce. From that, they got uh, Jim Prentice, who was another, he was an ex-banker who took over the the Conservatives in Alberta. So with a banker, you're going to get what we got. We got more of the same. We got a massively inflated debt. Uh, Now, after Prentice, who was, he was killed in a plane crash, uh, but he did finish his term, and The um, the NDP got in after Prentice quite egotistically called an early election. The uh, the UCP got or pardon me the NDP got in under Rachel Notley out of Edmonton and um, they formed the first uh, non conservative government in over forty years. And it was after that election that the the Prentice was in the plane crash. But um, they inherited at the time the largest debt that Alberta had ever seen Uh, during a recession uh, oil prices and gas prices, which Alberta absolutely counts on. Alberta is Texas, you know, they're, uh, they're a province that is is completely reliant to their own dismay and by their own hand on oil and gas. So when that went down, everything in Alberta went down, you know, we've got half a million jobs lost. Um, so now they ran for four years, they were more centrist than really left. Uh, they did do some good things. They invested in, in teaching in schools. They invested in medical and healthcare. Uh, they were building a hospital. They were building a major testing center, which of course has been canceled. Um, but uh, now by the new government, but, um, they had made some positive strides. There was some fights with BC and Alberta at the time on the uh, pipeline. And, um, You know, again, as I've mentioned, Notley and her NDP government were very centrist as opposed to being uh, really left-wing government. Um, Cue back to beginning of 2019 and uh, the election in Alberta comes up and the UCP, which is an ultra right-wing, I'll tell you my feelings on it, they're a fascist government. Um, Under Jason Kenney, takes power from Rachel Notley under fear-mongering. Um, Notley has done this to you. Notley has done that to you. Uh, only I can save you. Uh, we must renew oil and gas. We have to stop the NDP terrible programs, which was lies throughout from the UCP, which I think everyone is kind of seeing now. But you'll notice a trend when you look at the Trump and the Ford and the Kenny. It's always the same fear mongering, and I'm here to save you, and I'm the only one that can do it. Vote for me type stuff. People still fall for that ridiculous rhetoric. Um, you know, during the election for the last election, we had people out in the rural areas drawing swastikas on NDP signs when the NDP were building programs to help rural people. So um, you know, even when sometimes sometimes a group of people refuse to see goodness when it's right in their face. but anyway, uh, that happened. They won a majority government and um, they're absolutely terrible. You know, what Jason Kenney is, th- one of the first things he did is gave a $4.7 billion tax gift to the corporations in Alberta who continued to lay people off. Um, you know, Husky Energy laid off 750 people after that. There was a few thousand from other companies. Uh, some of the pipeline companies have closed operations uh, and Canna has left Canada Uh, There was two companies coming into Alberta that were looking at Calgary, which has always been a a head office business hub. Uh, These companies were looking at coming into Calgary for business, and they chose not to suddenly because of instabilities. There was a Wexit movement, which is the scumbag, traitorous, dirt, I, I can't stand this group of people, led by an Ontarian. This guy comes out from Ontario and starts stirring the pot in Alberta to uh, get Albertans to separate, separate from Canada because the Trudeau government is poisoned. The federal government will never do anything for you, and they have an audience. You know there are people that believe that that an inland province such as Alberta will be able to survive and have its own currency and be able to still take care of shipping their product, the Alberta oil product, across. Uh, what will become foreign borders, foreign country borders? Um, yeah, I, I mean that, that's the that's the mindset of, of some of these right wing fools. So um, yeah, that's I have a hard time biting my tongue on on some of these topics, but uh, you know that's what's going on in Alberta. So again, Kenny spends four point seven billion on uh, on a tax gift for the corporations, which results in zero jobs. There have been f- 50,000 jobs lost in the last few months under the Kenny government. Of course they continue to blame that on uh, policies that the NDP put in power when that's a, a provable lie. It's all down to their own last year's policies and um, they spend 30 million dollars on what we call a, what they call a war room, which uh, the war room is a propaganda center that the UCP hires people that make over $200,000 a year to stay on social media and make sure that people are brainwashed into believing what they say into combating um, any of the actual truth that's put out there. We've got economists throughout Alberta that, and and people that will call the UCP out on, on their bad policies. And all of a sudden you'll get some high school dropout that works in this war room uh, to that makes $200,000 a year to come out and, slam them or go after them on uh on on say twitter or or whatever social media it may be so that's what that's what the kenny government is all about uh jason kenny's notorious for taking off to texas when they're cutting teachers or cutting health care or going to the uk for with no advisors for for what he says is a business meeting but there's absolutely no business tied to it at all but he got to go over to europe for the uh for christmas so i'm sure we paid for a nice holiday there and uh this week he's in montreal and washington i believe Uh, and the only thing that jason kenny can do is talk oil and gas there should be talk of diversification in alberta the oil and gas industry will never recover in my opinion in in western canada it it's seen its day uh the industry as a whole i saw jim kramer last week say that uh telling people to not invest in oil and gas. It's a dying industry. If you see that globally, I mean, if you see that in the US alone, starting to talk about that, that's gotta be a red flag to Canadians to say that, you know what, perhaps we've maxed out here in Alberta and we should look at other things. Perhaps we should try and perhaps look at changing farming to include hemp. Um, You know, Perhaps we should diversify into uh, technologies, Anything, you know, we, there's a lot of things we can do. Anyway, folks, uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. I've got about 45 seconds left. I'm looking forward to your comments. Anything you want to say, uh, anything you want to talk about, let me know. I'm going to have another one of these come out. That's going to be more musically oriented. Um, but, uh, thanks again for listening. Harley politics, uh, podcast is about done and, um, uh, yeah, Here we are, the third day of February 2020. So get out there and vote. If you're not voting now, get out there and register and vote. It's very important. Your voice matters. No matter which way you speak, your voice matters and you're important. Go out and vote. Thanks again to everyone. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon.